Freaks, it's Wednesday, August 4th, 2021. Coming up on the program today, new footage of dick legend Scott Taylor has been found. Plus, that satanic ritual known as yoga, shooting at your refrigerator, and stuffing an eel in your ass to eat your heart and shit. All coming up today. My mouth so yummy. Foods um, we combine the tens of se- seasoning. Have your mama, dad, or your brother, or your family. Even when you cook it, do not use a knife for anything. With Tim Hansen. I'm a sucker for other people's pain. I'm gonna lose my mind today. Why does man have to have such a sweet rectum? The vagina is full of AIDS. At least I'm not gonna die because I'm a careless fairy. Tim back here with you for the Wednesday podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Have a great one for you. You know, one of the most uh, legendary clips we have played on this podcast over the years has to be the dickhole guy. I first featured Scott Taylor, the dickhole guy, early on in the run of Distorted View, probably 2005 or 2006. And since then, we have played countless clips whether it be porno or otherwise that have been more shocking or more gross than what was portrayed in the dickhole guy clips but scott taylor's still my favorite there's something charming about the way he jams his finger inside his cock hole he does it with such finesse i think uh, the legend of scott taylor grew because you know, really, there there wasn't a lot of information about him online. There was uh, a mystique about him. We, we found this scene in a gay porno where he jerks off and sticks his finger in his dick hole, and his finger is very dirty. It's, like, greasy and oily and black. He's all sweaty. He doesn't look healthy. You gotta be a little fucked up to shove your thumb in your dick hole. Actually, it was his index finger. Aside from the stuff that we saw in the film, there wasn't a lot of other Scott Taylor information online, nor were there other scenes available. It took years for us to track down other Scott Taylor material, and there really hasn't been a lot of it. There was a video where he shows us how to use a penis pump. And by the way, Scott Taylor did not need to use a penis pump. He was rather well endowed. He could probably fit a few fingers in his dick hole. At the same time, and one right after the other. You know, end to end. He was a magnificent man. I'm still not entirely sure if he's alive or if he did die. Be careful you don't get AIDS, pervert. Well, that really was the number one killer of gay porn stars in the 80s. That was the rumor, the story that uh, I heard, right? The story goes that, you know, Scott Taylor did a bunch of gay porn fucking dudes probably bareback and uh you know came down with a nasty case of hiv and in the early to mid 80s it was hard to bounce back from that so scott taylor did the responsible thing he stopped appearing in gay sex scenes but you know he still needed to pay the bills so he started doing solo work he had that huge hog of his after all might as well put it to good use uh, the thing about solo sex scene jerk off videos is You know, once you've seen the guy do it once, you don't need to see him again. So he started to add new tricks 
to his repertoire, you know, mainly the jamming stuff in his urethra. Now, the reason why I'm holding out hope that Scott Taylor could possibly still be alive is DV listener Tyler Soros Rex stumbled upon a new Scott Taylor compilation video. And in it, there is zero clips of him fucking or getting fucked by another dude. It's all solo stuff. I wonder if Scott Taylor was actually straight. But, you know, he had this big dick. And who's gonna gobble that shit up? Gay guys. So instead of doing straight porn and just being another face in the crowd, or face in the pussy or whatever, Scott Taylor was like, you know who will appreciate my massive tool? Gay dudes. To them, I will be a god. By the way, if you are a newer listener to the show, I apologize. You're probably very confused. Here's a little bit from Scott Taylor. Yeah. Oh, God, man. Oh, sticking my fucking finger in my dick hole, man. Did you see that? Did you fucking see that, man? Did you see what I did? Man, I fucking stuck my little finger in my fucking dick hole. Yes, that is our dick hole guy. Dick hole guy, won't you come? He stuck his fingers in his hole. Dick hole guy, don't you poke out your eyes. Dick hole guy. Corey paying tribute to the dick hole guy here. Let's take a listen to uh, some new-ish Scott Taylor audio. Yes, it appears this compilation is just an episode in the epic series Dick Legends. Today's Dick Legend is Scott Taylor. Now, unfortunately, a lot of Scott Taylor's scenes don't involve any audio of him speaking. So even though this video is 50 minutes in length... Audio-wise, there's substantially less. The first scene, though, involves Scott Taylor masturbating on stage and also fucking himself with his testicles. So maybe he wasn't exactly 100% straight like I thought. It's also interesting because his dick is big enough that it can go around under, you know, past his taint, and he could actually fuck himself with his dick if he wanted to. But he didn't want to. Instead, he chose to fuck himself with his balls and then later on in the video, suck his own dick. I mean, what a fucking showman, right? I think Scott Taylor has done a few penis pump demonstrations because uh, later on in the compilation, he's uh, showing off a pump with his friend. And I don't think we've ever played this on the show. Man, that's really pulling that dick up. Oh. 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 Oh, yeah. Man, that feels good. It feels really good. Oh. It's really pulling that dick up, man. When he takes the pump off, he can't help but then start sticking his finger in his dick hole. And it's like, dude, that's okay for fetish videos. But this is a penis pump instructional film. That Chinese finger trap cock thing you're doing is not going to appeal to the masses. That's a niche thing. Audio's kind of shitty because, you know, the 80s. But uh, he's playing with his dick hole with his finger. And then he starts tonguing it. Fuck my dick hole, man. His friend is very encouraging, telling Scott to jack it off from the inside, whatever the hell that means. Speaking of Scott Taylor's friend, he's also pumping his dick, and uh, the pump is about to come off. I can't believe what's happening here. I really can't. I can't believe it either. It's it's amazing. Oh, yeah. oh fuck. Scott Taylor slapping the other dude's balls. So again, again, he gets more and more gay as this video progresses. Oh, he's yeah. He's rubbing his face all over the dude's pumped up cock. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> man, look at that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, look at those fucking testicles, man. Look, look at them. Fleshy fuckers. Fucking big gonads, man. Oh, shit. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that, man. Look at that. Uh, uh, that's a thousand fucking dick. Yes, 
Scott Taylor's starting to goon out. Scott Taylor's friend has grabbed his head and is jamming his face into his balls. Like smearing his testicles all over Scott Taylor's face. This is how you get pink eye. Oh man, they're so big. They're so big. Man, oh yeah. Alright, uh, that's enough of the penis pump portion of the video. What's next? Do you recognize this man about to appear on your screen? That's Scott Taylor! Do you recognize his cock? It's one of the biggest in the business. He's one of the best in the business. This is from an NBC Nightly News profile on Scott Taylor. That's not true. I don't know where this is from. Do you recognize his cock? It's one of the biggest in the business. He's one of the best in the business. His name is Scott Taylor, and this is a scene from Solo Jerk. Sounds like at some point Scott Taylor was a big deal in the gay porn world. It's unfortunate that uh, the movie he starred in had such a generic name, Solo Jerk. I love that juicy jerk-off sound. Greased up, all lubed up. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, you get the idea. Thank you so much, Tyler Soros Rex, for tracking down the episode of Dick Legends featuring Scott Taylor. Oh, by the way, speaking of gays, I guess I have to apologize on behalf of my gay brothers and sisters and theys. Oh, my God. We need to come up with a term for a sibling who is non-binary, gender binary. You know what I mean? Yeah. If they don't go by he or her, what would you call your sibling? They would, they would probably be offended if you called them brother or sister. May I suggest otherling? <laughs> right? Like sibling, but they're something other than brother or sister. Or maybe a themster. This is my themster, Crondle. Crondle is a good gender neutral name. I feel like, it, you know, if you're going to go by pronouns like they or them, you should not have a gendered name like Crystal or Mark or the most masculine name of all, Tim. You should go, you should pick a name that doesn't have a lot of gendered baggage that comes along with it, like Crondle. <laughs> Crondle sounds like an alien from Star Trek. I am Crondle. I'm looking for Captain Kirk. I am part of the Transgender Federation. I don't know how I got off track. That has nothing to do with what I'm about to talk about. But as a member of the Ligbits community, I, I guess I have to just apologize to all the normals out there. Sorry for bringing upon this plague known as COVID. I didn't know I had anything to do with it. You know, in the 80s, not to uh, make everything about HIV AIDS, but one could argue it was primarily spread by uh, gay people. We didn't know what was we. I mean, you know, I was a fucking toddler at the time. Don't drag me into this, but I'm just saying gay people didn't know what was causing it, how it was spread, and even after we found out how it was spread, it's very hard to get gay people to stop fucking. That's a big ask. Try to get people to stop having sex, right? Or even worse, have sex with a condom. Ugh. Takes like 70% of the fun out of it. Anyway, new information has revealed that, yes, gays are behind COVID. What is the source of this information? Some random fucking religious kook. That's where I get all of my medical information, so I'm taking this as gospel. The last letter in the LGBTQ is Q for questioning, which is the mission to confuse kids enough they question their sexuality so they can be groomed and be evangelized. That is so true, Bill. This is a war on children, and the Bible is very clear. Well, as you know, I absolutely hate children. So even though I didn't know about this, I'm so glad to go into battle against children. This is a war on children, and the Bible is very clear. If you're going to go after the children, God's going to have the last word on that. Oh, absolutely, Jan. And I really sense the COVID is part of the judgment. Okay, uh, talk to me about that, please. When we had a national shutdown last summer, we had every major sports league that favored the LGBT agenda that even took on states for their bathroom bills. When you think about Hollywood was shut down, we thought fashion was shut down, retail was shut down. All the things gays love. All these areas. 
that were so pro-LGBT. Remember when churches were shut down for a while, too? The COVID shut them down. I don't know if they'll ever recover. You are at- Remember when Chick-fil-A was shut down for a while? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Everything was shut down. Not just LGBTQ-friendly establishments. Yeah. Remember when God specifically targeted gay bathhouses? He made all those places close. Pro-LGBT. The COVID shut them down. I don't know if they'll ever recover. You are absolutely right. Don't touch the children. This crosses the... Someone made an interesting comment. Uh, don't mess with children. Um, have you ever heard of the Catholic Church? Line. It is tragic to see what they're doing, and our God is going to respond even greater. This is judgment. This is a pattern of judgment. Everything about this fits the pattern. It's interesting that COVID kills mostly old people, you know, old religious folk, stupid fucking idiots who won't get the vaccine. Of judgment, and I'm sorry, (laughs) there's no other way to put it. His theory needs a little bit of work, a little bit of tweaking. I thought the government is giving us COVID and it has something to do with 5G. Now you're saying God is behind this and it's his wrath? I'm very confused. If we could just stick with one crackpot theory that I could get behind, it would be great. Although I think I do have another one here, courtesy of the Michael Knowles show. Not familiar with it. He pulls a real Pat Robertson in this clip where he like he reads viewer mail and then just says crazy shit. First question from Marisa, who says... I recently heard that yoga is actually bad and demonic. Who the fuck is Marissa listening to that says yoga is demonic? She needs to stop. And to top it all off, she's so rattled by this, she needs some sort of confirmation. So she writes into the Michael Knowles show and, and asks him about this. Really bad and demonic. I have never heard this before and enjoy yoga on the occasion for both exercise and relaxation oh yeah you're so relaxed you didn't even realize you let satan into your house in a world with constant stimulation i find it nice to relax and clear your thoughts as you do in yoga there is the old saying an idle mind is the devil's playground and is that why yoga is bad why does something that brings me relaxation why is it detrimental to my soul sincerely namaste whatever Knowles says is right is probably right now michael Knowles could do the right thing here Obviously, this woman's got some stress in her life. She's like, look, this is just a way for me to relax. I feel like it's doing good for me. I just need confirmation. Is is doing yoga okay? Or am I doomed to eternal hellfire if I continue this practice? I mean, you can guess what Michael Knowles says here. Wow, great, great sign-off. Yes, it is. <laughs> I, I I was trying to figure out if I could sugarcoat it or no. It's just, it is bad. And it almost certainly is demonic and you shouldn't do it. He seems to be getting some joy out of crushing this woman's spirit. And you shouldn't do it. <laughs> okay, why? Because yoga is not just stretching. Stretching is fine. Meditating actually is fine. Uh, clearing your thoughts and having stillness. Prayer is certainly fine. Uh, but yoga is not just that. Yoga is a religious ritual. It is it is a Hindu liturgy. Listen, I don't know if yoga has its roots in some sort of religious bullshit. I know that millions of people practice that crap here in the United States, and no one thinks of it as a religious experience. They, they think of it as part of their workout. You know how I feel about the elderly, but you don't have to keep scaring them with this shit. It has all sorts of different gods that it worships. Oh, no. That are not... The God of Christianity, <laughs> okay? Yes, every single time you get in the downward dog position, you're actually worshiping a seven-headed water goat who's like the God of child molestation or something. I think that God's name is Crondall. Anyway, so this radio show host goes on talking about how yoga is demonic. At the very least, it's some new age occult bullshit. One of the poses is called the triangle pose. I mean, you're basically pledging into the Illuminati when you do that shit. Cut it out, Grandma. Hey, I've got a bit of a Mead Skelton update. A a couple times, Mead has spoken to this guy named Mortimer. They've done a couple interviews back and forth. I'm not really sure what Mortimer's deal is. He's a Christian, and I think he's also mentally slow. He seems to be trying to emulate Mead in a lot of ways. Here's the latest example. Hello, Mead. Hello. I can't tell if the guy's retarded or if he's foreign, I guess. Do you hear me? 
Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Welcome. Thanks. Well, quite the conversationalist Mortimer is. Thanks. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, I'm anxious to hear hear your song. Yes, longtime listeners of the show and fans of Mead know that Mead fancies himself a musician, and now Mortimer uh, is trying his hand at music, writing and recording a song. Okay. Today, mm-hmm. me and Mead would like to record a song, and I wrote the text the lyrics, and he did the instrumental track, and we will record it today. The song is about a girl we know from social media, from a forum, the Apricity Forum. It's hard to understand what he's saying. I think they belong to some sort of persecution forum. I don't know. But it it sounds like Mead and Mortimer here have collaborated on the song. Mead has done the uh, instrumental. Mortimer is going to do the lyrics. And it's about uh, some girl they're stalking. And she goes by the name Celestia, and she's from Houston, Texas. Well, this is a quick way to get in a girl's pants. Write and perform a song about her. If you're good, you'll get in her pants. If not, there's going to be another restraining order against Mead. Right, Mead. Right. Okay. Let's start. Why won't Mead collaborate with me? I would love to do a song with Mead. That certainly sounds like a a Mead instrumental track. By the way, I've played so many bad musicians, and I featured so many Utards. There is a 0.0% chance that this guy is going to hit his mark and start singing when he's supposed to. It doesn't take an oracle. <laughs> it doesn't take Nostradamus to see that this song's going to be a train wreck, but let's see how it goes. It started way back in 2012. Yeah. <laughs> I used to write the girl Celestia. She was there. What? Long, long hair and stars and eyes like stars in the air. A girl from Houston, Texas. Princess like in Disney, but she's country. A girl from Houston, Texas. Princess like in Disney, but she's country. Now she's my friend. He's not even singing. He's like talking his way through this song. Barely audible. He respects me and I'm happy. Married mom of two. Cooking's kids are good. A woman like you know from the 50s. But she's 25 times from Houston. She's a star. Let me fast forward to the end and see what Mead has to say here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that pretty much sums it up. I love that the song just abruptly ends. Dun, dun, wait, where is that? <laughs> mm. yep. That was good. But, but... Fuck you, Mead. I would expect him of all people to be honest. Funny. Mm-hmm. Do you have any opinion on it, Mead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think it's uh I think you do a good job on the like getting a feel for the music and you, you talk talk pretty well through it. <laughs> not not saying talk. Um I, I did have a slight, I had an idea for a melody, but I can't remember. But I think what you did was actually probably better. It's more theatrical that way. I like me here because he's really searching to say something positive. You know, it was a very uh, theatrical performance. Good to see Mead is uh, keeping busy, though, with his friend Mortimer. Hey, real quick, before we get into the news, I wanted to play a voicemail that was left. For a young, I don't know, 20-something guy, apparently his roommate is a 65-year-old woman. Quite the odd couple. I want to ask this guy, like, how's that working out for you? I mean, he looks like he's in his early 20s. You know, he probably moved to the big city, needed to find a roommate, and uh, he shacked up with a 65-year-old woman. On one hand, she's probably really quiet and really clean, and she keeps to herself. But she could also be a huge pain in the ass, the way old women tend to be. 
I have very little experience with, uh, like, roommate situations, be, you know, because all the people that I've ever lived with were friends of mine, basically. Joey and Brian, Lon and Topher, they're all people that I was friends with beforehand and then started living together. And it's, it's a little bit different when you don't know the person. It's just, just literally this a stranger you're sharing a, a, an apartment with. The closest for me was when I, you know, had college roommates, and I mostly hated those people. Anyway, this lady actually seems uh, kind of fun. She has a bit of a life. Uh, that's why she's leaving this voicemail uh, for the guy. Let's take a listen to it. Hey, Alex, it's Lynn. Um, I just kind of wondered what time you were coming home today. Um, give me a quick text just to let me know, okay, because Lance was coming over and we were going to have a, a romance session. Oh, dinner and sex and lunch and sex. And I just wondered uh, how I was going to swing that. That's too much detail, I'm sure. Sounds like a nice day. Lunch and sex. I feel like midday sex doesn't get enough love. Think about it. You're up. You still have all sorts of energy. It's not like, you know, at night when you're, you know, you're just getting ready for bed. It's been a long day and now you got to do this. Exert yourself in all sorts of ways. Work up a sweat before falling asleep. And really, it's it's all because you're you're in the room. You, you know what I mean? Like, oh, we're already on the bed. We might as well fuck. It's lazy. You have midday sex. You have to want to be in the bedroom. Otherwise, you, you, you wouldn't be in there for any other reason. You have lunchtime sex. You know the person really likes you. That's love right there. I do have uh, an update after this old lady had sex. This is the post-coital update. Thanks for the million views. Really appreciate it. And I have to say the deed happened between lunch and dinner around 3 o'clock in the afternoon. It's a perfect time. This woman knows. What's her name? Lynn. Lynn knows what's up. Take it from this 65-year-old broad. Try midday sex. Ting. All right. And with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist. And I fucked up news. Right now. If you like Distorted View Daily, if you enjoy this podcast, please consider stepping up to the sideshow. That is DV's member side, where you gain full access to the entire archive of programs, officially well over 4,000 shows. That's not all, though. Oh, baby, we're just getting started. Every week, new episodes of DV are posted just for sideshow freaks, typically two times a week. Tuesdays and Thursdays. That means yesterday's show was a Sideshow exclusive one, and it was, and I'll be doing another one tomorrow. So it's a great time to sign up. Memberships are very inexpensive, only $6.99, even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. All major credit cards and PayPal accepted. Check it out, superfreaksideshow.com. There are other ways to support DV, though. We've got a Patreon account. Patreon.com slash Distorted View. You can pledge as little as a dollar over there. And believe me, every little bit helps. Thank you so much to all of my patrons and Sideshow members. You are the reason this show continues. Okay, three very quick stories now. First up, we got one from China. A man in China shoved an eel up his goddamn ass. Why did he do that? Well, it's an ancient Chinese secret, of course. And he had some painful constipation. Yes, a man in China has been hospitalized after using a live eel, which he inserted up his anus and into his rectum, all to cure his case of constipation. I hope before he went the eel route, he tried at least to go to his local pharmacy and pick up some over-the-counter laxatives. And if that didn't work, there's like 7,000 other methods to relieve constipation. He should have tried before going the eel route. And should you take that route, you're going to be traveling along the Hershey Highway. All right. According to Global Times, the unnamed man located in the Chinese city of Qingzhou or something uh, put the 7.87 inch eel in his anus. He stuffed it right up there as recommended. Who's recommending this? 
Recommended by a folk remedy. Oh, okay, so bullshit. The eel, however, had plans other than relieving the man's uncomfortable medical condition. I guess the theory is that (laughs) you shove this eel in your ass and it eats the hard shit that is causing the blockage, which is super disturbing, right? Everything about this is super disturbing. The eel, however, had plans other than relieving the man's uncomfortable medical condition. Upon reaching his rectum, the eel headed towards his colon and bit it. Then it entered his abdomen. Remarkably, this is not the first instance of eels being used in this way, suggesting the purported remedy is somewhat well-known albeit never recommended by professionals. In 2017, one man tried the folk remedy as per his friend's recommendation. In that case, the 49-year-old man was rushed to the hospital where doctors performed an emergency surgery to remove the eel. I hope they also removed the shit causing the blockage. I mean, while you're in there, uh, when they asked him how the eel had gotten into his system, he told them it swam up by itself before eventually confessing that he put it there himself. In that case, Men's Health reported that there is zero scientific evidence to back up that an eel will do anything for your digestive system except wreak havoc. Further proof that this is somewhat common, uh, in 2020, Fox News reported a similar incident. In that case, the eels tore through the man's intestines. Oh, God, how vivid uh, that description is. Tore through his intestines, causing a serious infection. The head of general surgery at the hospital that treated him, Dr. Sun Hai Jan, said, We opened him up and noticed a large amount of fecal water mixed with blood. Never a good sign. There was severe swelling and we found two very thick swamp eels (laughs) at the bottom of his abdominal cavity. As a result of the incident, the man required repairs to a two-centimeter hole in his colon in addition to one in his intestines. In this most recent incident... The man was uh, experiencing abdominal pain for about a day, but he was too shy to go see the doctor. That's when he uh, took matters into his own hands. Eventually, he headed to the hospital and had the slithering sea creature removed. It was just in the nick of time. The doctor who performed the surgery said he could have lost his life as the bacteria in the large intestine may cause hemolysis when it reaches his abdominal cavity. I don't know what hemolysis is. Hold on. It's the rupture or destruction of red blood cells. Oh, such an educational podcast we have here. Yeah, I can play audio of a guy shoving his finger down his dick hole, but we can also learn a thing or two. I like to say this show is edutational, right? That's a combination of education and entertainment, right? Got to be a better way of saying that. Second story we have for you today. I love this one because uh, it features two of our most fucked up states, Ohio and the OG. Say it with me. Florida is the most fucked up state. An Ohio man and former Ohio Wesleyan University student was arrested after he was reported to have groped two flight attendants on a flight to Florida, according to a police report. It's like, whoa, buddy, you're not in Florida yet. Like, that type of behavior is okay down there. You could probably get away with it. In Florida, at, at the worst, it's like a traffic violation. Like, rolling past a stop sign. But you're in route. You're, you're not in Florida yet. All right. Uh, the report says 22-year-old Max Berry of Norwalk in northern Ohio was on a Frontier Airline, of course, uh, Frontier Airline flight on July 31st from Philadelphia to Miami. Oh, now we've got a third state involved in this news story. My third favorite. It goes Florida, Ohio, and then Pennsylvania. All right, Barry finished two alcoholic drinks. Yeah, I, I knew he had to have been totally wasted. Uh, lightweight. He finished two alcoholic drinks and ordered another from a flight attendant when he brushed an empty cup up against the attendant's backside. Smooth, dude. After the attendant told Barry not to touch him, Barry allegedly spilled his new drink on his shirt. And then he went to the restroom. So now he's all pissed off, right? Barry came out of the restroom without his shirt on. (laughs) Called foreplay. And an attendant helped get him another shirt out of the carry-on bag. 
after walking around for about 15 minutes. And, you know, he's on a plane, so there's not a lot of places to walk to. All right. uh, After walking around for about 15 minutes, Barry groped a flight attendant's breasts. Hey, you said don't touch her backside. You didn't say anything about her tit meat. All right. The flight attendant told Barry to sit down and not touch her. Report says, then Barry walked up behind two flight attendants, put his arms around them, and groped their breasts again. This little fucker's tenacious. You gotta give him some credit. The new flight attendant watching Barry, (laughs) like someone was assigned to him, uh, the babysitter, uh, asked him to calm down several times and remain seated. Barry then punched them in the face. (laughs) Sorry, that's horrible. I just wasn't expecting that. Barry Barry punched the bitch in the face, and then a fight ensued. The report says the flight attendant and nearby passengers got control of Barry and taped him down and used a seatbelt extender to tie him down for the remainder of the flight. Of course I have some audio of that. You guys fucking suck! Well, this certainly sounds like a guy who got shot down after trying to fondle a flight attendant's breast. Just so you know, you all suck. You guys fucking suck. My parents are worth a fucking cheaply goddamn dollars. You know what? I'm not sure what he's saying here, but uh, he's bringing up his parents, probably how rich they are. Now how rich his grandma is. Here's a little bit from uh, the fighting. You can hear the ruckus. Shut the fuck up! And now finally you can hear the tape uh, being applied <laughs> to this guy. He's, he's being taped to his chair. <laughs> There's a lot of hoot and hollering going on, so I don't know if you could hear it, but there was definitely... It doesn't look like uh, duct tape. Well, maybe it is duct tape. I thought it was packing tape at first. Regardless, uh, he was restrained with adhesives. Uh, Barry was taken into custody and taken to the Miami-Dade County Jail. He's being charged with three counts of battery. A spokesman for Ohio Wesleyan University said Barry was a former student. Like, don't try to drag us into this. Yeah, he went to school here, but that was a while ago. He was a member of the school's golf team. He graduated in May 2021. The FBI was contacted and said they are not going to pursue federal charges against Barry because he's just, you know, he's a drunk asshole. Drunk and horny. All right, uh, final story we have for you today. This is a very short one from Washington. Police say a man is under arrest after he shot at his refrigerator. I guess he was upset because there's nothing good in there. I've actually been mad at my refrigerator for that same reason. Show me something good. Nothing but crap in there. Officers responded, that's not why he shot at the refrigerator. He uh, he shot at the refrigerator because uh, he thought there was an intruder in the house, I guess. He believes someone was shooting at him. And it's all because a soda can exploded inside the refrigerator. Officers responded to the scene on Saturday after receiving reports that the man had opened fire at a refrigerator. I wonder if the refrigerator is going to press charges. (laughs) When police arrived, they say the man uh, was outside the home in the alleyway yelling incoherently. Yeah, I think there's more going on here. Even if you hear a loud noise, is your first reaction to just start shooting at shit wildly? And keep in mind, he actually shot at the refrigerator. So following this guy's line of thinking, he heard a loud noise coming from the refrigerator. It sounded like bang or pop or something. And he uh, he assumed it was someone shooting at him from inside the refrigerator? Like they were hiding in there? Is, is that what we're supposed to believe? This man is insane, right? When police arrived, they say they found the man outside the home in an alleyway yelling incoherently with a gun lying in the middle of the road. After he was taken into custody, police say witnesses told them what happened. The man had been placing soda cans in the fridge when one exploded. He immediately pulled the pistol out of his waistband and fired around into the bottom of the fridge. 
The man later told police in an interview that the people who live in the basement wanted to kill him. You know what I mean? Cuckoo. And that they had shot at him, so he fired in self-defense. Investigators also say there is no one that lives in the basement. <laughs> There's no one that lives down there. Yeah, he's insane. I told you it was insane. None of this makes sense. Investigators also say there's no one that lives in the basement below the man, and that, in fact, there is no basement at all. <laughs> oh, this poor guy. <laughs> there's no basement. Please say the sound of the soda can popping is what the man thought was the gunshot. Police questioned the man about the gun, and he said that he found it. <laughs> he found the gun two weeks ago. The man was arrested and booked for second-degree unlawful possession of a firearm and discharge of a firearm. So, whew, there you go. What a whirlwind that was. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Wednesday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. I think that third story was my favorite of the day. I stuck that at the end of the show because it was like it was short and it's just like, you know, it's a guy shooting at a refrigerator. But holy shit. That's hilarious. Uh, love to hear from you guys. There are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. I'm all over social media at Distorted View on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook.com slash Distorted View Show. Oh, real quick. I got to say thanks to Level 80 Cat Lady. She once again made me an awesome birthday card. And a lot of you freaks uh, signed it. And many of you freaks also chipped in some money to um, get, uh, who was that? Uh, Steven Asante to wish me a happy birthday. And, you know, I'm so glad you guys didn't go crazy on the cameo thing and blow all the money on, like, um, I don't want to say a better celebrity, but, like, you know, a more well-known celebrity. I'm glad you stuck with Steven Asante, who I think charges, like, 20 bucks for a cameo. Love Lady Cat Lady uh, PayPal'd me some birthday money, and it certainly does help out. So thank you to everyone uh, who signed the card and uh, also uh, forked over a little bit of cash. If you want to see some of the artwork that was used in the birthday card, uh, check out the chapter artwork right now. It's me in fishnet stockings, naturally, and uh, I'm apparently in some sort of fairy outfit or something. I'm kind of like dressed up like Tinkerbell. I don't know. Look at it. It's in. It's disturbing is what it is. Uh, but it says, happy birthday, uh, Tim. And then a lot of people uh, wrote little messages like, happy birthday to our favorite careless fairy. I mean, let me just say thanks to some of these people. Greg and uh, his wife from Austin, Snibbler Spanky, Lady Stab Stab, Rural Gaming, that German guy, Vladimir Putin, Dr. Hugby, Haley's Comet, Category 5 aborted Vita Kane, Rowlet, Miss May, Bobenstein, Furfag, Dude 20, Ganko, Jenko, whatever, Jimothy Shit Penis, I can't read that name, Brad Carter, Big Mick Large Huge, Dank Tim. There's so many. You know what? Uh, I posted this over there on Twitter, and I will link to it on the show notes today if you want to see the whole thing. But thank you to everyone uh, who participated in that nonsense. And thank you to uh, the people who uh, also chipped in some money. That It certainly helps, especially right now, because I'm getting all those medical bills from when I was in the emergency room about a month ago. So I think we're up to about $2,000 that I owe. <laughs> so that helps that you guys uh, sent over some cash. So I really do appreciate it. Okay, let's do a couple real quick voicemails. I think we have a few calls from uh, patrons, so we'll start with them. What's up, Timmy Boo? Tachimanji here again. Um, the other day you asked how much older you are to me. Uh, I'm 27 currently. Oh, yeah, you're young. That, uh, you should know. You're really not that much older, honestly. Uh, I don't consider people old until they're like fucking geriatric. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, I've got a few decades left. Um, I don't know if you know about Christian and the dimensional merge, because I'm a Christorian. I've been following him like quite a long time, like almost around. I, I recall him talking about this merge. I don't know what the fuck he's saying. Since he started. Um and, uh, yeah, you know, like the recent years, he's talking about the dimensional merge and, you know, how cartoons are going to enter the fucking world, like, who <laughs> frame Roger Rabbit bullshit. What about Sonic Chew? Does he think, like, Sonic Chew's in the other dimension? Uh, and I realized he wasn't trying to say dimensional merge. He was trying to say dementia merge. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Uh, such a douchebag. 
shouldn't laugh at my own jokes. I love uh, you, Timmy Boo. Oh, I do that all the time. Well, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, if you want more of a Chris Chan update, I know we didn't talk about him today, but uh, we talked about him a bunch yesterday and, of course, uh, on Monday as well. So uh, we, we've covered Chris Chan pretty well. Nothing's happening right now. He's, he's just he's behind bars. Hey, Tennis, Meowness. You know, I had a thought. Over the last however many 16 years that I've been listening to you, I realize that, I wonder if anyone else experiences this, but there's a lot of times that I'll tell people something, that a fact that I've learned from you, and people do not believe me. I have to go out of my way to go find, like, first of all, it's something that I probably learned, like, back in 2007, and so it's probably not even relevant anymore. Yeah, you learn a lot of useless trivia here on TV. I go find out what it was, because half the time when I Google this stuff, I can't even find it because of how obscure the shit that you went out went out and found so I, I, I would love an example yeah i just wanted to see if anyone else what are you trying to prove to your friends exactly that you that you learned on the on the podcast Jesus i know i've called a couple times already but uh, okay uh, your your phone sucks but i think i can understand you I wanted to get it right so you, today you were asking about wives who don't have an actual job that complain about their housework. Well, what the hell is going on in the background? You know, I have a full-time job. I have actually a 50-hour-a-week job. I, I'm sorry. I, I can't understand what he's saying, and I, I'm sure it's annoying you guys, too. So let's just move on. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> email me. You know, if it's important, you can email me. All right, go ahead. Hey, Timmy Boo. Uh... First time caller here. Uh, so I just found out I was adopted. Um, Shit. I'm 21 years old. Uh, wow, they waited a long time to tell you. I was always under the assumption that my actual father was my actual dad. I, my birth father was my dad that raised me. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Apparently, and this is the, the fucked up part that I just learned about, right? Um, so, super in the cars. I'm in this car group on Facebook, and uh, I always get friend requests from the guys that are in it, you know, for repair advice or whatever. Just dumb shit. Um, and a few months ago, this guy had added me on Facebook I don't know if he added me from one of those car groups or not um but basically uh like last night uh my mother called me down and this guy he seemed super nice he would always you know like and comment stuff on my posts on Facebook um anyways she called me downstairs last night and was like, hey, I need to talk to you about something. And I was like, oh, great. You know, fucking, I did something wrong. I'm gonna get my ass shoot out. Uh, like, I'm fucking broke. She probably caught me taking money out of my fucking bank account or a purse or something. Uh, not that I do that, but anyways, uh, yeah, she uh, she called me down and explained the whole situation about how she got knocked up in high school and everything. And what a weird like, why at that very moment did she want to tell you that? Uh, it's it's so random. Like it, it all makes sense now. Like I'm still piecing together all these pieces of my childhood that like I just never could figure out like. On my birth certificate, my father who raised me, his name wasn't on there. It was just my mom's name. <laughs> well, that should have been your first clue. You're kind of an idiot. <laughs> and up until I was about two or three, um, my last name was a completely different. It was, it was my mother's last name and not my the father that raised me. You never asked. You never asked why your mom didn't take your dad's name and why you don't have his name? 
And I just thought it was because I guess if like you are born into that sort of life, you, you just you don't question things. But he knocked my my father that raised me knocked me up. Not, not wait, <laughs> whoa! This story just took a turn. Me up! Holy shit! The fuck? <laughs> Freudian slip. Uh, knocked my mother up and just waited to get married. But no. uh... She got knocked me up. Knocked up. Jesus, stop saying that. By this other guy. And it just... It just blew my mind. Like, I'm just... The fuck? Yeah, I mean... I, I just... I, I don't even know what to say. Like, I used to make fun of this kid in class. For being adopted? Um, for being adopted all the time <laughs> in, like, elementary school. And it turns yeah. out that... That you feel like a piece of shit now. I was the adopted kid the whole time. Yeah. Um, thanks anyways. Love the show. Um, well, that is some heavy news, man. I hope you're dealing with it okay. You know, at least you, you had a father in your life. You, you, it may not be your biological because it sounds like he was kind of a shithead. So at least you had like a, a guy in your life that was, you know, that, that like filled the father role, even if he wasn't biologically your father. And you didn't know the difference. I mean, part of the reason is because it sounds like you're a little dim. I don't know. We didn't have the same name, and his name was on the birth certificate. But, uh, yeah, I hope you don't feel too bad about this situation because, uh, you know, I think you dodged a bullet. If you would have had that guy in your life who, who was your biological father, you know, things could have been a lot worse. Could have been a real, you know, asshole. Um, yeah, I just want to make it clear. I did not get knocked up by <laughs> this guy. He wants every, about guys, he wants everyone to know he did not get knocked up. I want to hear that again. Um, yeah, I just want to make it clear. I did not get knocked up by this guy. <laughs> I was talking about my mother. Uh, I haven't had my morning coffee. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Just you, wanted to you need clarify. to talk to a therapist. Uh, <laughs> not because of the whole adoptive father thing, but whatever's going on with your little slip-ups there. All right, uh, that is all the time we have on this edition of the show. Why don't you guys email me? Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you. 206-666-4463. That's 206-666. Oh, God, is it? Oh, God. Do you recognize his cock? It's one of the biggest in the business. Spread the distortion. STD tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you can criticize podcasts. Uh, I will see you back here tomorrow if and only if your sideshow members. Otherwise, I'll see you on Friday. Until then, have a great day. Bye, everybody. Scribe.net.